Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Twitter reaches deep. Your news update and Royce and I talk decomposition? Seriously? Oh man. On this edition of State of the Bands Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend for September 25th, 2021. I'm Joshua Stark. Twitter said this week that it will pay $809 million to settle a consolidated class action lawsuit alleging that the company misled investors about how much its user base was growing and how much users interacted with its platform. The San Francisco company said the proposed settlement, which still must be signed off by a judge, resolves all claims against it without Twitter admitting any wrongdoing. The original lawsuit filed in 2016 by Twitter investor Doris Shinwick claimed that Twitter executives knowingly made inaccurate public statements regarding these metrics and failed to disclose internal information about them resulting in an inflated share price that fell when the truth about user engagement became known. The Biden administration took aim Tuesday at the financial marketplace for criminal ransomware gangs, announcing sanctions against a Russia-based virtual currency brokerage that officials say has processed illicit transactions for attackers. The Treasury Department's sanctions are aimed at disrupting the economic infrastructure of a ransomware threat that has surged over the last year and targeted vital corporations and critical infrastructure, including a major fuel pipeline. Ransomware payments reached more than $400 million in 2020, the costliest year on record. The goal of the action is to go after financial enablers of ransomware gangs, reporters were told in the announcement. The British government is racing to avert shortages of meat, poultry, and packaged foods amid a crisis in the food processing industry triggered by soaring energy costs. Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng said Tuesday that he hopes to reach a deal with the UK's primary supplier of food-grade carbon dioxide to restore supplies of the gas that is used to stun animals before slaughter, preserve fruits and vegetables before packaging, and put the fizz into carbonated beverages. Quartang is in talks with CF Industries, which halted operations at its UK plants last week due to high natural gas prices. We're hopeful that we can get something sorted today and get the production up and running in the next few days. Quartang told the BBC, it may come at some cost. We're still hammering out some details. We're still looking at a plan. Four small energy uh, providers have failed in recent months, and the UK government is in talks with larger firms to ensure that gas and electricity keeps flowing to customers this winter if any other suppliers collapse. 
Four space tourists safely ended their trailblazing trip to orbit Saturday with a splashdown in the Atlantic off the Florida coast. Their SpaceX capsule parachuted into the ocean just before sunset, not far from where their chartered flight began three days earlier. The all-amateur crew was the first to circle the world without a professional astronaut. The billionaire who paid undisclosed millions for the trip and his three guests wanted to show that ordinary people could blast into orbit by themselves, and SpaceX founder Elon Musk took them on as the company's first rocket-riding tourists. More about this in Arbitrage's State of the Band's weekend coming up. Stick around for that and more right here. Be right back. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the This Ad week's Council. State of the Bands blog includes The Water is Peepert, Land Investors Overload, and Anyone Got Some Atari? All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the President and CEO of Arbitrage Trade Analytics, Royce Wells, for more. Royce! Hey! Can I you... call you Jack? Excuse me? Jack Napier, maybe? N- no. I'm Why not? Josh. I- I'm, I'm pardon? Say that again? I'm Josh. You're Josh. No, you should be Jack Napier. Why is that? Um, there is a new process. They're going to start cremating people. And um, I'm not sure if you're like a Batman fan, but Jack Napier was the Joker, right? Yeah. And they dipped him in this like alkaline hydrolysis, hydrolysis uh, compound called Smile X. And next thing you know, they came out with beautiful, permanent smiles. What? I'm just saying. But anyway, there was a bill that passed recently in the Senate uh, called Bill 228. And believe it or not, they're going to start dipping people in alkaline hydrolysis to cremate them. So let, let's land the plane just a little bit for people. Because uh, you, you, you like totally, I don't even know. Anyway... <laughs> What? Well, <laughs> you remember stuff like Breaking Bad, right? Yes. You know, Walter broke down the body in the bathtub. Uh, it's a process that uses water, alkaline chemicals, pressure, and heat. If you don't know what this is about, my friends over at Modern Rogue on YouTube actually tried this. Uh, look up how to break down a body, believe it or not, on YouTube. You'll find it. but Yikes. I like my example better. But you can definitely, you know, you can definitely, <laughs> technically speaking, uh, flush somebody down the toilet. But this is something that can't be done by just anybody. 
Well, okay, let's go back to Bill 228 because, yeah, this is getting kind of morbid and on edge of, yeah, they might shut this down. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Bill 228. Uh, it just passed in the Senate, and basically it's going to allow cremation of bodies, uh, liquid cremation of bodies. So currently you can get your body cremated, and you can have your urn put on your mantle, basically uh, preserve your loved one. Well, now they are trying to make it where you can do it uh, with liquid cremation is what they're calling it using that alkaline hydrolysis and basically they uh, take all of the hazardous weights and all of the hazmat stuff and basically try to contain it and you can actually walk away with it and have it on your mantle and and stuff if you really want to do that but I'm, I'm, I'm actually more into greener ways, maybe. Maybe, did you hear about the guys with the trees? I have heard about the guys yeah, with so the like trees. Yeah, so like your your relatives can be beautiful trees that you can visit, your kids can play on. That seems a whole lot more greener and a whole lot less messy. Um, and possibly, no, no, no zombie apocalypse can result from, you know, you're planting a tree, hopefully. Well, we also need to be careful about this because there are laws and in some states, that's considered desecration of a corpse. So we want to put a very, very large sign on this one that says, check your local state laws first. Before trying to have them put in a tree, liquid cremated, or any of that other crazy stuff. Goodness knows we don't want you to lose a loved one. But if you do, check with your local funeral home, coroner. They will understand the laws better than you. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Four space tourists, and I want to make sure we make that distinction, safely ended their trailblazing trip to orbit last Saturday with a splashdown in the Atlantic off the Florida coast. Their SpaceX capsule, fully automated, parachuted into the ocean just before sunset, not far from where their chartered flight began three days earlier. The passengers in the fully automated capsule were the first to circle the world without a professional astronaut. The billionaire, who paid undisclosed millions for the trip and his three guests, wanted to show that ordinary people, quote, quote, could blast into orbit by themselves, and SpaceX founder Elon Musk took them on as the company's first rocket-riding tourists. Your quote-unquote mission has shown the world that faces for all of us, SpaceX Mission Control radioed. It was a heck of a ride for us just getting started, replied trip sponsor Jared Isaacman, referring to the growing number of private flights on the horizon. 
SpaceX's fully automated Dragon capsule reached an unusually high altitude of 363 miles after Wednesday night's liftoff, surpassing the International Space Station by 100 miles. The passengers savored views of Earth through a big bubble-shaped window added to the top of the capsule. The four streaked back through the atmosphere early last Saturday evening, the first space passengers to end their flight in the Atlantic. The last time anyone ended their flight in the Atlantic was Apollo 9, professional astronauts in 1969. SpaceX's two previous crew splashdowns, including astronauts for NASA, were in the Gulf of Mexico. Within a few minutes, a pair of SpaceX boats pulled up alongside the bobbing capsule. When the capsule's hatch was open on the recovery ship, healthcare worker Haley Arsenault was the first one out, flashing a big smile and thumbs up. All appeared well and happy. But, Houston, we have a problem. Think about this. An equity problem. When three billionaires rocketed into space this summer, they did more than escape Earth's surly bonds. They helped spread a malady of mistrust plaguing an all-too-hungry world, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez told other world leaders on Tuesday. In his opening speech to the General Assembly, a grim Guterres highlighted the gap between the rich and poor with billionaires joyriding to space while millions go hungry on Earth. In July, billionaires Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos flew into space on private rockets that their companies built, gathering worldwide attention in their short trips that didn't make it into orbit. Both bank on space tourism business from their fellow space fans with big wallets. After returning to Earth, Branson, 71, sprayed GH Mum champagne over his crew and then chugged it from the bottle. Now, Isaacsman's ride did raise more than $200 million for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, including $100 million from himself and $50 million from Musk. Guterres lumped billionaire space hops with the maladies of hopelessness, corruption, of personal freedoms, and when parents see a future for their children that looks even bleaker than the struggles today. Critics call for taxing billionaires with some wanting to tax them out of the 10-digit income level. So far, these proposals, unlike the billionaires, haven't gotten off the ground. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Royce, you know I'm looking to move, right? 
Um, yeah. I uh, really need a house. Um, right now houses are kind of expensive. They're literally selling for like 40,000 above asking. They are. I actually looked at a house the other day. Um, it was $250,000, which a house like that a couple of years ago was around 150, right? Yeah, they and they want inflated. they want 20% down on this, oh, which wow. is the normal number, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Well, for a conventional loan, yeah, not an FHA though. But instead of but instead of looking at $15,000, you're looking at $44,000. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, real estate, man. What, hey, Chinese real estate. Have you heard about those guys? You know, I have and uh, seems like people are getting nervous about the Chinese overextending themselves and yeah. some, some house loans. Yeah, have you Evergrande, right? Evergrande. Yep, they're one of the biggest uh, Chinese uh, real estate uh, holders and builders in, in uh, China. And apparently they may have gone a little bit uh, past their means. And now people are getting a little bit nervous because, um, let, let, let's put this in perspective. Let's throw some numbers at this, right? There is about three hundred and ten billion of outstanding debt yeah. um, to the bondholders that are basically backing this company, right? That's and if, a lot. What happens if they default? Remember, two thousand eight's not that far away, and it was it, it was us last time. Maybe China. Well, that was the Lehman Brothers crisis of two thousand eight, right? And, yep, and I remember that. I wasn't really around the the finance world uh, during that time. What happened there? Um, well, there were a lot of mortgages. People who were not really qualified to get mortgages, the, they were lenient on it. Their credit scores weren't as good, but they were still giving out loans. And basically, they were making the machine run. And basically, everyone was happy until uh, people started to default because they couldn't actually afford their notes. Yeah, and this time, instead of individuals, this is a company doing this. They've snatched up so much... Snatched up so much stuff that they've had to, they've had to have loans and 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 stack loans on top of loans. This is where it gets crazy, though, right? Yeah. Think about this: because they got all of these loans, it looks like they paid for everything in cash, or they put partially down in cash and look like they actually own the cash. Well, if they don't have the cash and they don't have the ability to pay, right. that's going to create a lose-lose situation across the board for anyone who wants land over there. You know, I used to work retail. That's what we call kiting a check, you know? Oh, uh, wow. A customer would come in and they would they would uh, pay on a credit account with another credit account on another credit account. Oh, wow. That's smart. That's and, smart, but you can only rob Peter to pay Paul well, for so long. You can only do that so much. Yeah. And it looks like the looks like China's uh, regulatory authorities are going to be cracking down on this thing. And it's got a lot of people nervous. Uh, well, with all that going on, does that mean China might step in and try to help them to basically save them? Like, I remember we had bailouts. Help them or crush them. That's the question, and that's why people are nervous right now, because there's a risk that uh, Evergrande's problem might be the layman moment that leads to another crisis of an, of uh, huge financial implications here. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Band weekend, including we'll talk games too, so stay with us. Help. 
Ayuda. Bangju. Edem. Help. In the wake of a disaster, there are many people from all backgrounds and all walks of life who need help. Help is available through FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. We're here to provide help to all those who need it. Help. Bonjo. Edem. Bangju. Help. If you or someone you know has been affected by a disaster, call us at 800-621-FEMA. If your home or property has been damaged or destroyed, you've lost your job or income, or face other emergency needs, please call the Federal Emergency Management Agency at 800-621-FEMA. FEMA. Help is here. A public service message brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Pop open a cold one. It's Winners and Losers Beverage Edition. This winner, up 11%, produces develops, markets, and sells a portfolio of sparkling waters, juices, energy drinks, and carbonated soft drinks, primarily in the United States and Canada. The company offers beverages to the active and health-conscious consumers, including sparkling waters, energy drinks, and juices. National beverage, symbol F-I-Z-Z, starts at fifty-two twenty-one a share. Next, this winner up 3%, operates as a bottler of Coca-Cola trademark beverages. The company produces, markets, and distributes Coca-Cola trademark beverages, including low-sugar or sugar-free carbonated beverages, refreshing juices, nectars, and fruit-based drinks, purified and carbonated and flavored water, coffees, teas, and sports and energy drinks, and dairy products and products based on vegetable protein. Fomento Economico Mexicano, symbol FMX, starts at $88.33 a share. Last, this winner up 1%. Hey, that's still positive. Produces, imports, markets, and sells beer, wine, and spirits in the United States, Canada, Mexico, New Zealand, and Italy. It produces beer primarily under the Corona Extra, Corona Premier, Corona Familiar, Corona Light, Corona Refresca, Corona Hard Seltzer, Modelo Especial, Modelo Negra, Modelo Chidella, Pacifico, and Victoria brands. Constellation brands, symbol STZ, starts at $212.48 a share. Losers this week. This loser down 11% operates as a beverage company, principally in Chile, Argentina. Uruguay, Paraguay, Colombia, and Bolivia. Compania Cerveceras Unidas, symbol CCU, starts at $17.79 a share. Next, this loser, down 10%, produces, distributes, and sells beer, draft beer, carbonated soft drinks, CSD, and other non-alcoholic beverages, malt, and food products in the Americas. Ambev, symbol ABEV, starts at 290 a share. And last, at 9% down, this loser produces and sells alcoholic beverages primarily in the United States. The company's flagship beer is Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Boston Beer Company, symbol SAM, starts at 517 that's $517 a share. Winners and Losers is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute advice and trading. 
percentages and stock prices were current at the time of recording. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the content of this podcast, but you should seek out the assistance of a licensed professional for investment advice. Do not forget that on CNBC is our special from the advancements. We have a segment on there, and it premieres, if you're listening to this on Saturday, it premieres at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, but check your local listings to make sure that you don't miss the advancements with Ted Danson and us on CNBC. The premiere is going to be a a watch party, so check our social media to make sure you get our Zoom link. More after this on Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Did you know that Jalil White plays the voice of Sonic in every single cartoon that they have made of Sonic? The Hedgehog. In case you didn't know that. I actually did know that. And that's that's weird because you know that a copy of the original Sonic the Hedgehog game for Sega Genesis, it just sold for $430,000. Can you believe that? Um, no, but I'm definitely checking my garage really soon. Well, here's the thing. Uh, not only do I not believe that, but the Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's co-creator, Yuji Naka, uh, took a look at this and... Uh, called it basically what it, what it was. It's a scam, you know. We talked about the WADA Games scam uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. And we also talked about uh, we also talked about Ma- Mark Haspel and how everything just kind of ties together. Well, um, Mr. Naka, uh, Sensei Naka, um, goes up on Twitter and basically says... That's a scam, right? I wonder if it was time for Sonic to reach a high. Of course, many responses pointed uh, pointed him to Carl Jobst's uh, YouTube video, which we talked about, and Seth Abramson's article on proof about uh, about his dealings with Mark Haspel. And that's uh, an interesting thing because Mark Haspel is not done yet, apparently. Uh, he's running a side business on eBay. Um which Seth was talking about, uh, selling these WADA-graded games under an alias. Um, uh, you wouldn't happen to know that name, would you? I actually do, but we're not going to share it on this article. Oh, all right, maybe <laughs> afterwards. Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> um, 
according to uh, according to the proof report, Haspel's account was selling 74 WADA graded Atari 2600 games valued at $46,000. Deadly serious about that one. Oh wow. Um, yeah, go dig in your in your garage for that. Um, the thing is, is that uh, WADA uh, basically grades investment graded or investment style uh, games, including you know stuff that's boxed. And the thing about investment grade is that any of the the things that were in the 1980s, it's kind of hard to find anything that's investment grade. And any of the things that are graded from WADA from that era, they're not a 9.0. But, yeah. but... I and, still have The Legend of Zelda. Well, this is a but, okay? 1.4% of Mark Haspel's games uh, received lower than a 9.0 box condition assessment. Wow. Think about that one for a second. Mark Haspel is selling his own WADA graded games, which, by the way, is a violation of is a violation of um, of their own policy. But it's also uh, something that he skirted around because the SEC actually um, actually got a form D filing from him. Uh, as a promoter of WADA, not the founder of WADA. Interesting. Yeah. Slight distinction. Yeah. So we're going to keep our eye on this, and please keep an eye on us at arbitragetrade.com and also wherever you find your fine podcasts. Have a great weekend. See on page four that the projections need to be tornado. Next Thursday? Seriously? Thursday? Can't do that. Uh Uh-uh. This is really inconvenient. I have yoga that day. I have no time for this. So. I can't do Thursday, but I can do Friday. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit at arbitragetrade.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 